Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. It's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, for all that are listening and all that are watching, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin this program with the perfect song to get us started. It's ministered here by the Brown Brothers, Eternal River. See if you can find the gospel. In the beginning of time, the spring began to flow. In a garden he called Eden, where man and wife abode. But the stream was down by wife and man, sin brought it to an end. It would take a life most precious to bring the flow again. There's a river flowing from God's grove. It flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me. Perfecting holy righteousness in me. wind its way through a garden by a hill where the Son of Man was lifted up to obey His Father's will and He rose again triumphant the truth for all to know and in an upper room the faithful felt the rivers overflow there's a river flowing from God's grove flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me, perfecting holy righteousness in me. Let us up your river of the water of life, flowing free and clear, and on either side the tree of life, bearing fruits throughout the year. live and the tree will grow and its leaves for the healing of the nations and its leaves for the healing of the nations there's a river flowing from God's throne it flows eternally flowing with his love for you and me you and 
it flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me, perfecting holy righteousness in me. There's a river flowing from God's throne, it flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me, perfecting holy righteousness in me. I want you to understand that as these messages go on, you will find that the answer to every one of your problems is the gospel. I'm going to say that again. You will find as you go on with God, that the answer to every one of your problems, every one of your troubles, is the gospel. And we're going to look at that again today. If you will go with me to Mark 1, 14 and 15, we're going back there because there's so much instruction in these couple of verses, so many answers that we're looking for, if we can only hear. Mark 1, 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching, not teaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, how was he preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God? He said this, he said, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. Repent you. And believe the gospel. The time is fulfilled. It's here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Now we know that this was one of the very first messages, if not the first message Jesus preached. And in it, he tells us exactly what to do. And he tells us that the power is here. He tells us things have changed. The time is fulfilled, so we know there's a time change. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. And we know from our previous messages that the kingdom of God is with power. It is not in word. The kingdom of God is power. And we know that that kingdom of God is within us. It's not a place. It's not a time. It's in us. The kingdom of God is in us. And we know by Luke that Jesus said that it is the Father's good pleasure. Good pleasure. It would make the Father happy to give you the kingdom, to give you the power, to put it inside of you where you can walk in that kingdom, where you can walk in the miracles, in the power of God. The gospel is a blessing. We're going to look at that. It's a blessing. It is not a curse, and it is not difficult. You know what is difficult? Religion. Religion condemns you. Religion is dry. It's dead. Religion makes you feel bad. You walk with God, and you walk in that gospel. There is nothing but joy. The gospel that Jesus told us to believe, he said, repent, change the way you're thinking. And believe the gospel. Well, that gospel is a blessing. I'm going to show it to you. I want you to go with me to Genesis 22. 
Did you know that the gospel was put in place before God even created the world? God preached the gospel to Adam and Eve in the garden. Well, God preached the gospel to Abraham, and we're going to take a look at that now. Genesis 22, this is where Abraham went up to offer his son to God as an offering. God required it of him. He said, go offer me Isaac. And he went up into the mountain and he went to offer his son, had the knife in his hand. Why? In obedience to God. And he lifted his hand and was getting ready to kill his only son by Sarah, the promised child. And God stopped him. He stopped him and he had a ram there to put in Isaac's place. Now, after that moment happened, we're going to go to Genesis 22:15. After Abraham obeyed God, God talks. And what he says is for all of us. Verse 15, and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, by myself, this is Jehovah speaking. He said, by myself, I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. Verse 17, that in blessing, I will bless thee. See what happens when we obey God. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand which is on the seashore. And thy seed, thy seed, don't forget that word, seed, shall possess the gate of his enemies. And then verse 18, this he preaches the gospel to Abraham. He said, and in thy seed shall all the nations, all the nations of the earth be blessed. All the nations. You know, that includes every one of us. Not just the children of Abraham by blood. No, he said, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because Abraham obeyed the voice of God, you and I, are blessed. We are blessed. And he said, in thy seed shall all the nations be blessed. Well, who's the seed? For years, I thought the seed was Isaac, but it's not. The seed's not Isaac. The seed is Jesus. In thy seed. Isaac was the first down a long line. But there was a seed that was coming. There was a descendant of Abraham that was coming, and his name was Jesus. In thy seed. If you will go with me to Galatians 3.16, I'll prove it to you. The Apostle Paul is speaking. He said in verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And that's us. We get blessed by Father Abraham. He said, And he saith not, And to seeds as of many. But as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Jesus was the seed that God was talking about when he was speaking to Abraham. And you know what he said? He said, because of Jesus, all the nations of the world will be blessed. 
All of us, no matter what country we come from, no matter what ethnic background we're from, no matter what religion we were brought up in, we are all blessed with faithful Abraham. We are blessed in that seed, and that seed is Jesus. But we have to believe in that seed to receive the blessing. Now I want you to go with me to Luke 2. Luke 2. We're going to have Christmas in the middle of summer. These are verses that we read every Christmas, and they're beautiful verses, but they have the gospel in them, if you can hear. It talks about what Jesus is for us. You know, Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Well, that gospel started the moment Jesus was conceived. It was already in the works, and we will see in the future messages how important it was for Jesus to be born. Luke 2, verse 10, verses we're all familiar with. I grew up listening to these verses every Christmas. It says, And the angel said unto them, and he's talking to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Now let's take a look at that. Good tidings, good news of great joy. And the next phrase, which shall be to all people, all people, not just those in Bethlehem, not just those in Israel. This blessing, it says, we are good tidings, great joy to all people, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. Can you imagine? A multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Now listen to what the multitude of angels were saying. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, where you and I are, and on earth, peace, good will toward men. Do you hear what the angels are saying, what God sent them to say? He said, good will toward men. Did you know that God has good will towards you? Did you know that God is not your enemy? Did you know that God has good will towards you? Good thoughts towards you. He wants you to be blessed. And how did he prove it? He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to be born. And you will find the reason Jesus had to be born was because he had to die. Jesus had to be born because he had to die. Have you ever considered this? For those of you that think that Jesus was a God when he was on the earth and not a man, you can't kill a God. You can't kill a God. And Jesus had to die. So how did he have to die? He had to come here like you and I. He had to come as a man. And he had to be born. And then he was going to die. It's a beautiful thing. It's a lovely thing. 
It's a deep thing and it's full of joy if you can believe. It is for you if you can believe. Now, how is that gospel always a blessing? The gospel that Jesus asks you to believe is a blessing. It is not hard. It is not difficult. It is not a burden. Not when you get the revelation of what the gospel is. The gospel is a blessing. And it's always a blessing. And like I said in the beginning, if you will believe, if you will believe, you will see the answer to every problem you have is the gospel. It's the gospel if you can believe. All right? Let's go on. Romans 5, 8. We will see why it's always a blessing. Romans 5, verse 8. But God commendeth. We talked about this verse, the last message. But God commendeth his love toward us. God commendeth, exhibits, proves his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you know when Jesus died for you? When you were at your very worst. When you were so deep in sin and you didn't want to come out of sin. When you were having fun in sin is when Jesus died for you. And then when you came to the point where you don't like sin anymore, it drags you down. It condemns you. It hurts. It brings sorrow that's when God sent Jesus to die for you. We talk about the grace. You know what the grace of God is towards you? You didn't ask Jesus to come and die for you. You didn't even want Jesus to come and die for you. In fact, you didn't even deserve that Jesus would come and die for you. But you know what? He did anyway. He did anyway. Jesus came and died for you anyway. That's the love that God has for you and I. God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than. Being now justified by his blood, verse 9, we shall be saved from wrath through Jesus. And this next verse, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. And much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Do you know that when Jesus was put on the cross, and it was the Father that sent him, in Acts 2, it states that it was a predetermined plan of God to put Jesus on that cross. Why? Because when Jesus was put on that cross, the Father was going to lay all your sin and all my sin and the sin of the whole world on his body. And not only did Jesus pay for our sins, not only were his sins put on that body, 
my sins on the body of Jesus, your sins on the body of Jesus. Not only were they put on the body of Jesus, but all the consequences, all the consequences of sin. Oh, this gospel is such a blessing. It not only takes care of the sin that causes the wrong, it takes care of the wrong. And it not only takes care of the consequence of the sin, it justifies the sin. It is cleaned all around. Do you know justified means just as if you've never done it in the first place. And how are we justified? It says right here through the blood of Jesus. The gospel was to be nothing but a blessing for you. Nothing but a blessing. It forgives all your sins. It heals all your diseases. It makes you prosperous. It brings you back to God, reconciles you back to him, sanctifies you so you can do the works of God. It grants you safety and security and welfare. Why? Because you become, through that gospel, you become a very child of God a very child of God. Well, you know what? When you're a child of God, he takes care of everything. He takes care of everything you need. Oh, I remember the day I had the problem. I was in the sign business. I'd been in the sign business for several years. And one Friday afternoon, of course it would be a Friday afternoon, late in the afternoon, I got a call from my bank. And my bank told me, Kathy, they just froze your bank accounts. Well, it's Friday afternoon. I tried to call the state to ask why. You know what? No answer. They had all gone home for the weekend. My bank accounts were locked. I couldn't use them. Now, the only problem with that was, even though I didn't understand why it had happened, even, even if it was a mistake, I wasn't going to be able to get out of it until Monday when they opened back up. Now, that would have been fine. But in the sign business, we did signs for businesses. We used very little cash, very little. We didn't even have a cash drawer in our sign business because we never used it. We always had credit cards and checks from the businesses. So here I am. It's Friday afternoon. I have no cash on me. And I was going to go right after work, go down to the grocery store, buy some food for the six people in our family. And I couldn't even write a check. I couldn't go to the grocery store. I had no cash. Now, what do you do? What do you do? You go to the one man that can help you. And that man was Jesus. I walked out of the back of our, our sign business at the time. And I looked up and I prayed this prayer. I said, Father, if we messed up, if we did something wrong, because I didn't know what the problem was, Father, if we did something wrong, I'll fast. We'll fast, but you're going to feed my kids. I stood up to God. I said, if the problem's us, that's fine, but you're going to feed my kids. I had four, and we needed food. And When I was finished, I walked back into the sign shop, and I went back to work. It was about, I think, 4.30 in the afternoon. It wasn't 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, a cowboy walked into my sign shop. And I could tell he was a real cowboy by the way he walked. 
Never met him before, and he walked up to the counter. He said, I'm here in town on business, but I got me a bull, and I need two signs to put up at my ranch that the bull, I wanted to advertise the stud service. So he and I talked. We talked about what kind of sign, how big the sign, the copy that's going to be on the sign. You know, we decided on two two-by-three aluminum signs front and back, a metal frame, so he could put it into the ground. So we talked about all that. Then I worked on the total of what the signs would be, and I told him we're going to need a deposit. And he looked at me, and he said, how much is the total? And I told him it was over $200. And he said, will you take cash? I said, Mr. Today, I'll take cash. And he pulled out his wallet, and very slowly and carefully, counted out $200 worth of $20 bills. And then he turned around and he walked out. When he walked out that door, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And the Spirit of God said, Now, go feed your kids. I want you to see that the gospel that Jesus said, Repent you, change the way you're thinking, and believe the gospel. I want you to see that that gospel not only takes care of the problems, it takes care of the sin that caused the problems. It justifies the whole thing. That's why I can say to you, I can attest to you, that the answer to every one of your problems is the gospel. That Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day. That is the gospel. That is what we have to believe. That is what we put our trust in. That is what we adhere to. That is what we commit to. And when we commit to it, the kingdom it brings manifests and the miracles and the God stepping in and doing things on our behalf manifest that come to pass. Do you want this? Do you want this kingdom? It's available for you. But Jesus said the first thing you have to do to even see the kingdom is to be born again. Is to be born again. We must be born again. Romans 10, 9 says, and let's go to it so that we can see it. Romans 10, 9 states, If thou shalt confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, there's the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. And we talked about saved last time, sozo. Sozo means everything you need. It just doesn't mean born again. So let's pray. For you to be born again if you're not. Get that spirit of Jesus in you. Because you know what happens when you get the spirit of Jesus in your heart? He leads. He guides. He teaches. He fixes you to walk with him. All right? Let's pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Guide me. Teach me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen.
men. And I promise you, Jesus heard that prayer. And Jesus, if he hears it, he will answer it. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com, and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.